Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith Talk, where we talk all things theology, religion, and life stuff questions. I'm Oliver, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Bane. I'm quickly running out of things to say after that. Uh, I've tried to come up with a different remark each time, and I'm just running out. So, yeah, you're yeah, the people I know, down. I'm letting the people down. i got to start scripting it. Yeah. Well, today we're joined by two very special guests, Mr. Brandon and Harold Richards, yeah. who have both, at one point or another, been our teachers in school. So, so we decided this is very difficult because... At different times, right? So we both called you Mr. Richards. Yeah. So it was just it was just Mr. Richards. It was pretty simple. Then we had this Mr. Richards, and it was confusing. I'd say for probably about a year, yeah. it really threw us off. Then we got used to it. But now we have both of you at once, and it's confusing us again. And you know, I, I gave you permission. You guys graduated. And it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I texted you and said that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of hard for them, but yes. It is super weird. <laughs> but for the sake of this conversation, we'll do it here. Yeah, okay. So that it's clear. All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oliver, great job, by the way. Oh, thank you. Perfect intro. Thank Perfect you. intro. Oh, I worked hard on that. You know, it, he it's actually, not easy. He it's actually did. If you go back and watch our early episodes, yeah. he kind of struggled because it was a mouthful to get all that out. It so is. he's nailed it down, though. Well, I know. I can tell. Good. It was really good job. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. We were just going to start right off. You guys have some interesting uh, family uh, facts and stuff that we could talk about, and as we're all from the Adventist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could just tell us about that, I think the audience would be interested to hear. Um, okay. My, um, my great-grandfather, H.M.J. Richards, was uh, one of the first Adventists mm-hmm. um, in our family, actually. But his father... Uh, Williams Jenkins Richards was a uh, Methodist minister, and then, uh, of course, uh, he converted later on in his life, but uh, it goes back way, way, way back, and then, of course, my grandfather, HMS Richards Sr., my father was HMS Richards Jr., and I am HMS Richards III, so the last one. And I'm the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I, my wife my yeah. wife says, why do we name our son HMS Richards IV? I mm-hmm. said, I wouldn't put the fourth on anybody. So that's why we named him Brandon. And then I asked him, I said, well, would you have wanted to be the fourth? Yeah. He said, sure, I would have liked it. And I'm going, shit, I wish I'd done that. So, you could but, change his name. You could change your name. <laughs> but you've been talking about names and having the same name. And I forgot to tell you this. Um, one time at our house, we had my grandparents, yeah. obviously my dad, and we were all there. And my mother said, right before we ate, she said, Harold, would you pray? And so we bowed our heads, and my grandfather, my father, and I all started praying. <laughs> and each one of us assumed it was us that she was talking to. Yeah. We lift our heads and we go, well, who did you want? Which, which Harold do you want? And oh, so, my goodness. But that was kind of a funny thing. We hadn't yeah. even, she probably even thought about that. that. But uh, my grandpa um, started the Voice of Prophecy, which was a radio ministry, and that was back when radio was a big thing. Yeah, that was. It was a big, big thing. And uh, no TV. I've been reading um, this book here. This is a book that was written in 1974, I think. It's HMS Richards, Man Alive. It's about my grandfather. It was written by his daughter. Oh, okay. My aunt. Yeah, and. in it, it's talking about some of his evangelistic meetings and so forth. And uh, what was so interesting to me was that when an evangelist would come to town and set up a tent, people would come to the meetings. Yeah. Because it was the only entertainment in town. There was nothing else going on in town. And so they wanted to go to the meetings. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so uh, evangelists were, were kind of... Um, 
they were a little bit performers, yeah. you know. And one night, one night, my grandfather, to get the crowd there, he said, um, he said, tonight we're going to be talking about the state of the dead, and I'm going to be raising someone from the dead. <laughs> and so he had, uh, of course, the, the place was packed. Yeah. And that's before they had theaters. That's before yeah. they had all that stuff. And so uh, at the beginning, they actually had uh, some people bring down a walk a casket down the center aisle in the front and they opened the casket and my grandpa said come forth and the man came up he was pasty white you know with makeup and people fainted and screamed and then of course he told how it was fake he yeah. hired the guy and talked about the state of the dead <laughs> but he got people out for the meeting That's which was uh, yeah right anyway so it's a different <laughs> very different situation than it is now but yeah. um he used to tell some really interesting stories and uh we would we actually lived in glendale and we lived up the hill above my grandparents and i have very very fond memories of friday evenings my grandma had a key to our house and so she would let herself in and she'd say you who we're here and they'd come in and uh, we'd be in the living room and we liked uh, singing we yeah. loved singing our family did and we loved playing instruments and so my father would be on the bass viol my brother would be on his electric guitar to add that to add that element. Yeah. I'd be on a guitar. My grandma would have these. Um, we had these drum, this little drum that my parents bought in Africa, or there was a tambourine. My sister would use that, yeah. and uh, we'd play and sing and harmonize and just had fabulous memories of Friday nights. Then Grandpa would start to talk, and uh, he was he was so well read read the Bible a number of times, traveled all over the world, read books, constantly reading. He was partially blind and he would walk all the way to the voice prophecy. He was a big walker. And he'd have his glasses off and he'd have a book in his face. And he just kind of knew where he was and he'd step off the curbs and stuff. He just knew that routine. And uh, so he'd start talking and uh, so, so interesting. And so very, very fond memories of that. More wow. questions? Oh, I mean, yeah. this, oh, is, this is fascinating. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, you can keep going. Yeah, like that's the story of how he yeah. became blind in one eye. That's actually pretty fascinating. Oh, yeah. also the story how he became blind. Yeah. Well, um, they, the boys, they lived in Colorado, and grand, my great grandfather, his father was gone on mm -hmm. camp meeting or something tour, speaking tour, yeah. and my grandfather and his brother Kenneth. We're digging around, goofing off how guys do. Yeah. And in this uh, ditch, they dug up an old gun. Yeah. Uh, an awesome old, gun. old blunderbuss yeah. type gun where awesome. the opening was yeah. was big, yeah. kind of. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, oh, they wanted to shoot that off. They knew their dad would not like it, but they wanted to fire it. You know how boys are. Yeah. And so they, their neighbor gave them some black gunpowder. It was explosive powder for blowing up stumps. Yeah. And they just filled, TNT. TNT. they filled yeah. it part way with that. <laughs> and then they put rocks and nails and they just filled it up to the top with that. And they put it on a log and they were, uh, my grandpa thought, you know, if I can, I'll have an excuse. So if dad gets, gets me in trouble, if he finds yeah. out, I'll say, well, dad, I'm just shooting those pigeons you don't like up on the barn. <laughs> so he aimed up at the. Yeah. Bar. And I just actually read about this in this book yeah. Yeah. Um, before I came here. 
And come to find out, they heard their father walking up the lane to the house. And my grandpa wanted to fire this so bad. So instead of uh, trying to use the flintlock mechanism and everything, yeah. he just took a match and lit it oh. to the... Oh. And he was aiming. He had one eye closed yeah. and the other eye open, and the whole thing exploded. Okay. The gun, everything exploded. Mm -hmm. And it, um, a lot of um, burnt gunpowder went actually into his yeah. eye. And my grandpa just, he was, he's a young kid. He knows he's in big trouble. Yeah. And he looks and he says, I, I can see light. I, I can see. In other words, I didn't totally ruin my eyes. <laughs> and they took him to a doctor who, yeah. unfortunately, was quite often uh, inebriated. And he was this day. But he was able to, with tweezers, uh, pick uh, stuff out of his oh. eye while he was being held down screaming. Oh. But anyway, he, it did affect his eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was still able to, to read. Um, he would actually take his glasses off, and I find myself doing this, and he'd hold a book up to his eyes and he yeah. could read that way. And my grandmother, though, the whole time they were married, she did all the driving because he, of course, should not be behind a wheel. <laughs> but yeah. he would read. But He'd read in the car. He would read all the time. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm you have no excuse to not read. That's that's the message. There you go. That is the message today. If you take anything yeah. from this, mm -hmm. yeah. um, reading is, is really yeah. important. You know, I'm a, I'm a big horror fan, so I'm kind of into kind of into like the gory stuff, like anything gross. Like if you've seen my art before, <laughs> yes. you know I'm yeah, kind of into is. gross. Oh, I've seen your art. So any anytime I hear that I can see something about an eye, it's just ugh, I can't yeah. do eye stuff. It's yeah, just gross. Wow. I've gotten yeah. a lot of stuff stuck in my eyes over the years. Yeah. I'll tell people this and they'll think I'm joking, but I'll be like, I've gotten pencil lead in my eye on two separate oh occasions. Goodness. Nobody ever believes me. I'm like, this, this happens. I'll be writing with a mechanical pencil and it'll chip off, like the end will flick off and it'll flick right up into my eye. Oh my goodness. It, That's <laughs> had, happened more than once. Yeah, more than once. My eyes are just really big and they're like a big yeah. target. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, praise God, neither of us are blind or anything. So not, we, not yet. No, not, <clears throat> not yet. I'm very careful. Back in grade school on the playground, there's this girl and she dared me once to touch my eye. So, you know, obviously I wanted to take her, so I touched it. This is the grossest thing ever. This wouldn't happen to a Ben when we were in his class, would it? Oh, my. <laughs> no. Really <laughs> no. Well, I, I had tried, tried contacts at one time. Yeah. And you have to kind of touch your eye to feel where oh, yeah. to put it in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that just freaked me out yeah. so much. I go, nope, I'm going to stick with glasses yeah. after mm -hmm. that. I've I, I never even tried contacts because I know that that's what yeah. would happen. I, yeah. It's not worth trying. I, I think girls probably like contacts more than guys. I've had one go off and then go up onto my eye. Oh, yes. oh that's ah. it. And it, there was just a little piece that was still there. And I started thinking, if I can't get this and mess up, it's going to go behind my eye. <laughs> oh, God, no. And I don't even know oh, how to get that. No. And so, uh, no, I'm not kidding. It was really close. And so I was just like, trying to carefully pull that thing down. Oh, uh, one of the worst experiences. But I, wow. I actually I loved wearing my contacts because I was able to wear my sunglasses. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get the Or you can have photo gray or, like I, I yeah. have. Yeah. Mine, mine too. Mine are transitioned. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wow, this turned we've into we've kind of stuff to gross all of kind of our kind of like things all over there, right? yeah. um, Well, actually, I think it's a fascinating story how great-grandfather uh, was able to raise the funds to be able to get the radio started. Yeah. Do you remember that story? No, I don't. Oh, then you, you don't? can tell it. <laughs> you tell it. But it is interesting go. because when we talk about radio... That's one of the cool things about this. This is today's radio. It is oh, I know. right now. Yeah. It's it's a podcast, but it's 
listen to it. Radio the still way. reaches. Right. It right. Still, still reaches the masses, yeah. which is wonderful. Well, lots of people donated money, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they dollars. Did, and, but to get the, the first seed yeah. money that he needed, mm -hmm. he had, um, of course, been praying about it, felt impressed. Yeah. And uh, when he was up in front of his congregation, he asked for donations, basically. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of the service, he had someone actually put, I think it was a gold tooth, Okay. In his okay. There you go. As as something as payment, mm -hmm. but also he received a lot more money as well, yeah. and it was from that moment that he was able to then put it and get the license oh, wow. uh, for being able to do the radio. Right. And they started in an old chicken coop yeah. in the backyard, <laughs> yeah. and of course they built it up. The voice yeah. prophecy at one time was yeah. quite something. It's not as much now because well, radio um, is not as uh, powerful as right. it used to be. The interesting thing as well is he actually got a lot of pushback at the very beginning for <clears throat> wanting to start a radio station oh, yeah. talking about Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, because at the time, again, that was TV. That was entertainment mm -hmm. to the masses. It was so considered to like, be the devil's tool. It was right. the devil's tool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so his mindset was, well, if it's the devil's tool, it can be God's tool as well. That's right? my mindset, yeah, for so, sure. It's it's just pretty incredible when you know you feel the Lord calling you to do something oh, yeah. and you do it. How much He blesses! And oh, I feel many that. Many yeah. lives are blessed by what He was able to start. So many, so yeah. It's, it's cool. yeah, it's a powerful story, and I, I just really think it's cool to be yeah. kind of full circle a little bit having this yeah. conversation in a modern day radio because back then it was one thing to do it over the radio broadcast, but right. now it's archived on the internet. Yeah, you can watch it at any time, listen to it at any time. Yeah, yeah. and great. It, it can go even farther. Well, and what's really cool for me, um, I, I never really got to know him. I, I yeah. have to get to know him through books. Yeah, so, I, so when did he... You actually met him, though. I did meet him. At what I don't remember. <laughs> I was a baby at the time. <laughs> yeah. We, we um, took him to go see Grandpa and, and got, got a picture, a picture with him. Of, okay. of him holding me, which yeah. was really cool. Okay. Um, but for me, they've now put all these archived sure. records, they've re-recorded them mm -hmm. digitally. Yeah. And so now I can actually go online and just click a file and listen to my great-grandfather's sermon. Yeah. Listen to the King's Herald to do the opening. i got to tell you one funny story with my grandpa. <clears throat> cool. My grandpa was very attuned to the needs of his listeners at camp meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, in the summer, we had two camp meeting teams from the Voice of Prophecy. My grandfather and the King's Heralds, they went to either mm -hmm. the upper part of America or they do the southern part. Yeah. My dad, Del Delker, Brad and Olive Braley would do the other, wherever it was. Yeah. And um, anyway, <clears throat> he would tell the brethren, he'd say, now look, I will preach as long as you want me to, oh, yeah. but I will stop at 12 noon because that's when the people want to go. They have food right. ready. Yeah. They yes. have friends coming to their tent. They, you know, they have things they need to do, but I will stop at 12. Yeah. So if you get me started at 11, I'll preach an hour. You get me started at 1030. I'll preach an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Well, he was at this one camp meeting and, and you know, they had brother so-and-so had to make an announcement and something else about ah. the ABC and, and yeah. uh, other things. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so at 1150, oh my goodness. 1150, he got up to preach a wonderful 10 minute sermon. Wow. And then he sat down Wow! and wow. people were looking like, well, had to help him go on, but he said, no, I will stop at 12. <laughs> and they had, they had spent all that money to have him come there and preach for 10 minutes because he was off to the next campground the next yeah, day because yeah. I know what we had. We had a wonderful company that um, just lovely people. They would donate a great big two, two big station wagons to the Voice of Prophecy every spring. 
and then the voice prophecy teams would drive that because they way too expensive to fly back in those days. They drive everywhere. And then at the end of the camp meeting circuit, they'd sell the car and the money went yeah. for the ministry. But my dad a number of times asked me to go with him. And I, I drove all through the United States from camp meeting to camp meeting to camp meeting. But I remember that story. And he just quietly sat down after 10 minutes. And that was that. You know, yeah. what, you know what I take from that is like before COVID, we would get out of church closer to, to noon, at yeah. least over here, the church over here. But now since we've come back, it seems that everything's gone an hour later which means we're getting out closer to one. Yeah. We should move back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, uh, my yeah. grandfather, his dad, yeah. uh, Junior, he told me, he was like, if you ever do a sermon, Brandon, he was like, just imagine it's like an airplane where you take off, right? And then you land. And then you, and land, then you the land. land. Yeah, you land. Right? Plane. You don't yeah. want to, like, circumnavigate the globe. Right. right? Or you don't yeah. want to do touch and goes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just, just take it up, make your point. Mm-hmm. And then land the plane. It's yeah. landing the plane. And I'll never forget amazing. that. And it's it's a well known analogy. It's been used by other pastors as well. Preachers just yeah. flat out say it. Yeah. We're landing the plane. But I, I always remember that land the plane. Yes. <laughs> and then there are those pastors that just don't want to land the plane. Oh, I know. Right. I can remember those as a little kid being in church and like remembering it being like the worst thing ever. It would be like torture being in church. Yeah. Now I'm the guy who actually kind of likes that. I'm like, I can listen to you all day. <laughs> when you're a kid, especially, yeah. it's like painful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you have a story about uh, Del Delker and your dad with the oh. car, which is hilarious. Do you want to hear those kind of stories? It's a great story. I love story. the stories. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was a teenager, and, yeah. and uh, you know, we're traveling travel. long, long trips, and, yeah. and we'd pull into these campgrounds, and my dad and everybody have to get up and be fresh and ready to go, you know. And I have several, actually, but one of them, Brandon, I don't know if Brandon's heard this, but Del Delker always carried with her a wig, mm-hmm. all made up and everything. Because, you know, as a woman, you know, you're laying on pillows sure. and you don't always have time to get a shower and to get yeah. everything ready. In fact, one time she was about ready to go to a meeting and she stuck her head in the shower to pick something up and it turned on the shower and it hit her in the face. So her natural hair was ruined, and she had to put on her friend, you know. Anyway, she was at a camp meeting one time, and she was wearing her wig. And this lady came up, and, you know, people ask you the most embarrassing things. They really should not. And they came up, and they said, they said, Dell, is is that your hair? And she said, yes, it is. Now, she paid for it, so it was her hair. She was telling the truth. But anyway, that that was kind of a, a funny story. But we had a... Um, my, they had a, an arrangement that Dell would drive a hundred miles, mm-hmm. my dad would drive a hundred miles, and all of Braley would, and then they would interchange every hundred miles. And then if you were in the car driving, um, and it needed gas, you had to stop and fill it up. It was your responsibility because everyone else is sleeping. Yeah. So we were driving in Tennessee, going up the Blue Mountains, I think it was, and my dad he leaned over and he said, Harold, look at the gas gauge. And I looked over and we were on empty. And I said, and, I said, and we're going up Dri- the hill. Driving on and, and I said, driving. and Dell's driving. She's and I, driving. I said, we well, should tell her. He said, no, don't say anything. So we're coming up this hill, you know, and we get oh. right to the top of the hill and the engine sputters oh. and dies. And now we're coasting down. It's totally quiet. What do I do? What do I do? And my dad says, just put it in neutral. 
So she puts it in the trunk. And we're going, right? She says, no, Harold, she says, you're not going to make me walk for gas. He says, well, of course, that's our plan. I mean, when, if you're driving, and you never make me do And we're driving, and it's just, it's just quiet. And everybody in the car is very tense because there's no gas stations up in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. And, but my dad said, don't put the brakes on. So we're kind of going a little bit fast, but right. trying to yeah. maintain that, you know. And, and Dell's starting to pray. Yeah, Dell's praying, yeah. She's praying furiously. Yeah. Oh, dear Jesus, you know. And so I'm just fascinated. I mean, yeah. this is just, this is drama for me, you know. And we get, we're coming down the mountain, and we're, we've slowed down now quite a bit. But way, way yeah. off in the distance is a gas station. <laughs> and we, we just slow down pretty soon. Cars are honking and driving past us. We're going much slower, slower. And she just has this hopeful look at this gas yeah. station. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. This really happened. She... We slowly come up, and we were, I mean, a person can run faster, and we, just a snail's pace, and the last bit of energy, we pull up right in front of a gas tank. Oh, my goodness. And she looks, gas pump, and she looks over at my dad, and she just gives this victorious smile. (laughs) Doesn't say it, just, like, my dad says, I can't believe, I can't believe her luck, you know. And and so it was, that was just kind of a fun, fun thing. There was a little uh, competition there. And uh, she would, um, one time my brother went with us. So here's my brother and I, and we're sitting way in the back um, of the uh, station wagon. And uh, Del, Del would sometimes like to challenge us. She'd say to you guys, if you can throw this rock over that river, over to the other side, I'll get you an ice cream. So she just liked to do stuff like yeah. that. And so boy, John and I, we just, oh man. We just gave it everything, probably threw our arms out for a month, but we got it all the way to the other side. Yeah. So now she's going to have, and we said, well, we want to go to Howard Johnson's. Now, Howard Johnson was a chain that doesn't exist anymore. It's a hotel chain, but they had nice restaurants and they had a big ice, ice cream thing. And so we said, we want to get it at Howard Johnson's. Well, that's the most expensive ice cream around. <laughs> and so we go and I order three scoops and my brother orders three scoops and we said you said we could have an ice cream you didn't say how many scoops and she leans over and she says you're just like your father and for us for us that was that was praise indeed it really was but she was a she was a really fun lady yeah yeah anyway beautiful voice these stories it kind of throws me back because you would tell stories like that when we were in fifth grade. Oh, was, yeah. Just I don't know if we mentioned this, what ages we were, because yeah. he was our fifth grade teacher. Uh-huh. And yeah. then you taught us in high school nice. for a couple of different classes, for PE uh-huh. and for art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just, that, that brings back memories yeah. when you yeah. tell those stories. <laughs> <laughs> fifth grade. Class sponsor as well. Oh, yeah, class sponsor, yeah, that's class right. Sponsor. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we both graduated. 2022. I graduated. That's right, you did. So we're we're both graduates together. Yeah, we graduated together. Well, except he graduated with his master's. Yeah, there's a little difference. There's a tiny difference there. Yeah, Yeah, because, and you know, the funny thing about the classes you taught at the academy, still teach. For me, it's in the past. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I guess for you, it's not. Um, Presence of the past. Yeah, they they were all the classes that I would take just because I needed the credits, like the fine arts credits. But they ended up being some of my favorite classes, oh, even well, though it was, it was a lot of people would be in those classes. Yeah. And they'd all be like, well, I got to get my fine arts credits because it's all the people that don't want to do the music yeah. is basically what it was. But it ended up being really fun. No, and you yeah. had you had a good time and 
Yeah. I was impressed. I mean, your skill kept getting better and better. Yeah. You do have a natural ability there. So. <laughs> see, see, guys, Oliver, even, Oliver, even if you naturally through, it's awesome. Really yeah. shucks. So, <laughs> so for me, he'd be like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, well, I, li- I like that, but, you know, maybe this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> or he'd be, I wouldn't say anything. He'd be like, I need to do this, don't I? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's he's the artist where he sees something, he's like, it's not right, I need to yeah. make it better. Well, that's, that's what he does when he takes my art and then makes right. it better. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But you had good ideas, sure. and that's, yeah. that's, again, that's something that it's a team effort. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I'm seeing, though, is, is a family of teachers. Yeah. And that I think yeah. that, that stems back My mom time. was a teacher. Yeah. yeah. So many teachers. Would you like to hear a story about my mother? Yes, please. Yes, well, my mom was, uh, my mother had a lead foot. Now, a lot of people don't know that, but she had a lead oh, foot. Man. And, um, oh, my goodness, we'd, we'd be driving around, and I'd say, Mom, you're going X amount of miles. Oh, oh, oh I am? You know. Anyway, she was driving to work, driving to work one day, and a policeman stopped her. And, she, and it was a motorcycle cop, and she can see the lights, and she's going, oh, man, you know, my husband's going to kill me, you know. And so she has to give the guy her driver's license. Yeah. And he's a motorcycle cop. He's got these um, uh, sunglasses on, mm-hmm. you know, and he's kind of looking at her, at her license and looking at her. And pretty soon he takes his glasses off and he says, are you, are you Mrs. Richards who teaches <laughs> at the Loretto Street School? Oh, no. Uh, yes, I am. Do you, do, you, do you teach kindergarten a few years ago? Well, yes, I did. Do you remember Ricky? Of course I remember Ricky. <laughs> and he was a former student. Oh. And he said, well, Mrs. Richards, you need to drive a little slower. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so she got out of it. Even that, oh, man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's really neat. I mean, we there are many, many pastors in our yeah. family. Yeah. And it, it, I, my dad can easily do a sermon. I mean, yeah. I've seen him do sermons. I don't think you did a sermon. I've never done a sermon. Have I mean, you've done a sermon. I can totally picture it, but I don't think I ever. Well, when I was a student missionary, I did a sermon. But you've talked up front. Oh well, yeah, but that's not really a sermon. Yeah, I would like to hear you give a sermon. Yeah, well, no, I'm fine. I'm not offering that service. Are you an elder? Yes. Next time, Pastor Rome's out of town. Yeah, that's not my gift. When he speaks in front, I consider it a sermon because he always ties in God with everything. Oh, so yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Have um, a speaking voice, too. Right? Right. Thank you very much. But I, I think that um, my dad found his calling in teaching. And, oh, yeah. And right. for teachers, very similar to pastors, it's very we're, similar, yeah. we're leading young people and mm-hmm. we're trying to point them to Christ each and every day. Right. And there are so many obstacles that you will yeah. face and that your students face. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest thing is coming in and you, you have to navigate. And, okay, mm-hmm. so someone's giving me some attitude. What's really going on here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Instead of just lashing back out. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, yeah. it's very easy to say, well, you, you need to pay attention and you yeah. need to focus and get after it. But so, yeah. when you start asking, hey, what's really going on? And they start telling you about things at home and other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It becomes its own mission in itself. Right. So, and especially in, in Christian education and Adventist education, you have that, as, as I think it's showcased yeah. here, you have a connection with your teachers that you don't really get in other schools. It's very true. Right, so it's when you talk true. about stuff at home and stuff like that, yeah. you may not see that no. elsewhere. No. 
But the cool thing about going to an Adventist school, and we say this from experience, is you have that connection because there's less students. Yeah. One of my motivations for going to a smaller college was to get a yeah. similar experience. Of, yeah, exactly. Okay, there's less competition for the attention and the, and the need for that. Uh, and it's just, it's a powerful experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's something we touched on on our earlier episode with uh, Mr. Peter Fackendall. Yeah, the, the mission of Adventist education was yeah. to talk about that one. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I used to try to tell my kids all during the year, actually, that God's way is the best yep. way. Yeah. God's plan for your life mm-hmm. is the bl- best plan for you yeah. because he made and designed you. He knows you. Yeah. God's way is the best way. Now, you can live, you know, a good life and everything, doing what you want to do, and God will bless you as best he can, but God's way is the best way. And so he made us, let's follow what he says. He says, let's take care of our body. Our body is a temple of God. That's the best way. Take care of your, you live longer, you know. And so that was, that was, I wanted to, wanted to leave something with my kids. And I was, I was hoping that they would remember that at least. Was there, was there a VeggieTales song called God's Way is the Best Way? I don't know. Was there? I can hear it as music. Really? Possibly. But I do remember VeggieTales in your class. I think. Yes. Yes. We would, we get out of VeggieTales, which is very wholesome. I like that. I remember the the, the little plushies you had of Bob and Larry. Yeah. And we couldn't say the S word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, I, I bought some. Uh, talking about salads. I bought, yeah. Exactly. He said it, though. He just said yeah. the word. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I, we're going to have to censor that. I'm going to censor Bob and Larry. Uh, yeah, the, the little the figurines came with some um, yeah. videos I bought. And so the kids would say, can I hold Bob or Larry? Yeah. And I'd say, yes, but you can't say the S word. And the S word, of course, is salad, yeah. which would be quite <laughs> offensive to them. <laughs> Yeah, it just is a joke, you know, of course. Uh, but, uh, such fond memories. A lot of fun. Oh, those are, those yeah. are good memories. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I worked at public school, and those yeah. kids are wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful kids. Uh, the hardest thing for me when working there was not being able to outright right. talk yeah. to about Jesus. Right. And so my prayer every day became, God, let me show them you through my actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Somehow, some way, mm-hmm. let me point them to you. Even if I'm not saying And that was my my prayer every day. And I noticed that when I prayed that prayer, I would have a student who would somehow connect with me on that level, that spiritual level, knowing what I was talking about. Um, the times that I didn't pray that prayer, <laughs> the hardest days I ever, wow. I ever faced. So wow. um, now talking about God's way is the best way. It's funny you should bring that up. That could be the title of this episode. God's way is the best really way. really um, good. I found that through my life experience, I have taken many different paths that go all over the place. And God has, I think, a big picture as far as, I would like you to go on this this path that I had planned for you. But even if you don't and you go on this path, I will will do a shortcut to connect you back to the path that I have originally planned for you. And I felt like, even though I did these different things, these different experiences, these different jobs, oopsie, I this, these different jobs, God always was able to bring me back to the main place where he wanted me, which is truly, I believe, to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, while also saying, hey, it's, it wasn't just because you did those experiences, yeah. it wasn't a bad thing. Because guess what? I'm going to have you use those experiences yeah. to glorify yeah. me as well. 
Right. It wasn't a loss. It wasn't yeah. a waste of time. All of your life experiences, right. I think, are important. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. a lot of times we, we kind of have this picture in our mind, well, this is the path God wants for us. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes it, it's through prayer, it's through mm-hmm. contemplation that we're able to finally see that re, that reveal for what yeah. He wants us to do. But if you're not in tune with that, it's a yeah. lot harder to hear His voice. It's a lot yeah. harder to see that. Yeah. And sometimes it's, hey, I need you to grow, and I need you to do yeah. this experience to grow, to right. be at the point where you will then be yeah. able to know what my plan is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like and that quote. Okay. I like that quote. He goes, we make plans and God laughs. laughs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who said that? I really like that. I, it's, I don't remember. Say, say it again, right, right clearly in the microphone. We make plans and God laughs. Yeah, I like that. We'll, we'll, we'll find that. That so is, that is yeah. funny, really. Right? But, That's, but yeah. I like it because, first of all, God does have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, which is oh, which is awesome because it shows that he displays emotions just yeah. like we do, it's and which is beautiful. And second of all, it, it's so true. You know, there have been many times in my life where I've had this idea, this path that I wanted to go, mm-hmm. and it was a straight path, and then God would just make me take this left turn out right. of nowhere, where I just totally didn't expect it to happen, and it ended up working for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just to give an example, at the beginning of our senior year, we were signing up for jobs. And I had just gotten a new pair of Air Jordans. They were really nice. They were blue. And I didn't want to get them dirty. So I didn't want to sign up for Browns. So I specifically signed up to be a teacher's assistant. So I didn't didn't get my shoes dirty. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good enough reason. (laughs) They put me in Browns. And I was super disappointed. Oh, man. I get my shoes dirty. That job, I made some really good friends in that job. And I was so sad when the year ended. Because I really enjoyed working with those guys. And yeah. working that job, I made some of the best memories in the school year working that job. So it was just crazy how God, he, I had this plan in mind. He's just like, no, you're going to go here. Yeah. You're going to like it. Yeah. But how did the shoes fare? Yeah. Oh, yeah I, got, I, got a, I got another pair for work. Okay. They were really cheap. There so you I, go. So I wore those. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And there's something to be said about working with your hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Side, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, he's, he's a, a master gardener. That's oh, what yeah. it seems like. That's very nicely said, right? but <laughs> if you do research on what a master gardener is, I'm not a master gardener <laughs> at all, but I did enjoy it. It is actually it. something, believe it or not. There, you can oh, go I'm to sure. school. Yeah. Oh, yes. Master gardener. I think oh, yeah, uh, that's, Trevor's wife is actually... Yeah, that, that's a real... Wow. But no, that's very nice He's, he's a say. really good gardener. Yeah. Um, and that's been kind of his thing that he does on the side. Yeah. To, to just... Connect, relax, yeah. relax and connect with God. Well, yeah, I can think of stories like that too. I mean, over it was one of the summers, probably that the summer before that story you're talking about, I had applied for jobs. I was trying to get a job off campus so I could make a little bit more money in preparation, really, for, for going to college in, in a year after that. And I applied at a lot of jobs, none of them really got back to me right away. Then I took a job with Fred Meyer because they hired me, and I didn't, I wanted to work at Regal Movie Theater. But I felt, oh, no, that's probably not going to happen. So I just took the job at Fred Meyer. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. And then as I was leaving, the first day of getting the paperwork at Fred Meyer, I get the call from Regal. And I remember thinking and praying and saying, God, if you want me at Regal, maybe they'll give me the job on the spot. And they did. They gave me the job right there on the spot. And that was such a healthy experience for me working there because I, I, I had great management got to have a lot of conversations with people. There are conversations with people that maybe weren't conversations like you were talking about what you shouldn't talk about at work stuff. I maybe shouldn't have been talking about at work, but still managed to have those conversations with people. 
Yeah. And you just, you never know where God's going to put you and for what reason. But his plan, his way is the best way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, and I've, I've seen you there and, and how you interact with people are very cordial. And there is something to be said about interacting with someone and being respectful. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the conversations that can come out of that, yeah. out of thin air, mm-hmm. incredible. And that's God leading. Mm-hmm. I worked at a grocery store. Sure. And uh, I had a lot of clowns. A lot of great conversations with, mm-hmm. with our customers, and a lot of times it started with a pastor day going mm-hmm. right, and then asked them really, and then mm-hmm. interacting that way. Yeah. A lot of them don't expect that; they just no. think, okay, well, yeah. he's just asking me my day, and now he's going to drop me, mm-hmm. right? But when they see that you actually have interest in them yeah. and you care about them, a yeah. reflection, mm-hmm. right? Um, it opens, it opens, it them opens up, the door, right? Yeah. It opens the door. Yeah. So. It's pretty pretty awesome to be able to have a job yeah. where God is able to connect mm-hmm. to people through you. And really, any job you yeah. have, There's um, an God can work through you. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I, I think God can take just a simple smile you give <clears throat> sure. and multiply it. Mm-hmm. A sim- simple, kind word, and he yeah. can multiply yeah. it. I really do believe that. Yeah. yeah. Kindness is a disease. It spreads. <laughs> It's a good disease, though. Yeah. Disease. Good disease. Good kind of disease. So, You're is that quote cool, attributed to you now? Yes. Are we, okay, yeah. we're going to tweet that. There Kindness is a disease. There you go. All right. <laughs> Spread it. <laughs> we're out of COVID, right? Or, yeah, yeah, I was going to say no mask, There's no mask to protect no. you from kindness. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, man. You know, we avoid saying we're COVID. I don't know if they're going to flag us now. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're going to have to censor that one, too. Yeah. Man. We can get the bleep. I'm going to get censored a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking about witnessing yeah. times, but I um, I don't know about you, but I have had times when I felt that God was maybe mm-hmm. nudging me to say something to someone, yeah. and I kind of go, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, I'm right. tired or whatever. Yeah. And I had a, I've shared this with some of our church members, <laughs> but I don't think I've shared it with you. And I had a moment one time when uh, when that happened, and it was the most powerful experience I've ever had. And of course, it was odd. We, my wife and I, were in a restaurant and uh, sitting there looking at the menu. Yeah. And there was an, and it was uh, our favorite restaurant, by the way, down in Gerhardt. It's just been discontinued because of COVID, went out of business. But anyway, we were there, and I, across from us was another couple eating, and. Um, I just got this overpowering, it wasn't a voice, but this overpowering impression. God said, talk to that woman, Mm -hmm. this lady over there. And um, I thought, what in the world? I'm I'm going insane. I mean, it was really powerful. And I go, no way, I don't even know this lady. And I'm in my mind, I'm thinking this. I haven't even told my wife what's going on. Mm -hmm. But this very powerful talk to her. And I just, you know, sometimes, you know, it's it, your conversations with the Lord are embarrassing because finally I said, okay. <laughs> and my wife got up right then. She said, I'm going to go use the bathroom. And this lady's husband got up and went to the bathroom right then. Okay. <laughs> and I right, said, God, I fine. said, okay, Lord, there's nothing in this. And I said, hey, I said, don't you love this restaurant? Oh, my husband, in every time on the West Coast, we just love this restaurant. And I go, Lord, nothing, zero. <laughs> And he says, keep talking. And I said, well, where are you guys from? Well, we're from Montana. And I'm going, zero. <laughs> I don't know anybody from Montana. And and I said, oh, well, that's great. I said, um, 
Do you get out this way very much? Well, I used to live in California. I said, well, where'd you live? She says, well, I went to school at this obscure little little school in the Bay Area. And now I'm going, hmm, I went to school in the Bay Area, too. <laughs> and I said, well, where was it? She says, well, you've never heard about it. It's in the Napa Valley. And I'm going, I went to school in the Napa Valley. And uh, she says, well, it's in the town called Angwin. It was Pacific Union College. Ah. And now the hair standing up on my arms because I went there, too. <laughs> And I thought, what in the world do I talk about now? Yeah. And God just impressed me. He says, ask her what church she goes to now. Uh, and so I did. I said, well, where do you guys go to church? Mm -hmm. Well, I married a non-Adventist guy, wow. and um, I really don't go to church anymore. And I thought, God, what do I say? Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, I want to encourage you to come back to the church. I said, we're changing. It's a great place to be. I'd love to encourage you to come back. And that's all I could say. Her husband yeah. came out. My wife came out. But I mean, to be to be urged right. to talk to a person right. out of the blue was unnerving um yeah. and uh i i told my wife i said you pay the bill i gotta go out to the car and uh so i went out to the car and i'll tell you through tears i told the lord i said whenever you want me to do your work i will do yeah. it i will do it and um well you'd think that was the end of it but a few months later few months later now as a teacher you know you work really hard all week and friday mm -hmm. night you just about collapse because you're yeah. just yeah, dead all tired mm -hmm. and i've already told my wife i said yeah. juana don't ever plan anything on a friday night <laughs> because you know once then you have friday afternoon yeah. chores i'm vacuuming mowing the lawn i'm exhausted i yeah. sit down on my couch <laughs> put my feet up and i'm done mm -hmm. well my wife she says no harold i don't want you to get mad but we're going to go to the friday night meeting tonight and I go, I'm dead. You go. <laughs> well, no, there's someone that's going to, I forgot what they were going to do. And I don't think anybody's going to come. So we need to go and be there. Okay. Oh, I was not happy. But I said, okay, okay, I'll go. And I remember I was driving to our church here. And I, I had a conversation with the Lord. And I said, Lord, I'm off duty. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I don't ask me to do anything. I'm just dead. I'll probably sleep through the whole thing. So I go in the door and we sit in the back because I don't want to talk to anybody. And you, you know, you kind of look around the church and you go, okay, I know there. Okay, I know them and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the, and I, I don't remember what the program was. I think I did fall asleep a little bit. <laughs> but I woke up partway through. And again, I'm kind of looking at yeah. the church. But I notice over to my right, there's some people over here. I look over and they're behind us in the pew over. And I go, I, I don't know who they are. And I go, and I, I'm ashamed to say this, but I said, Lord, I'm off duty. I'm not going to talk to him. And he says, you got to talk to him. You got to talk to him. And so I got up, put a smile on my face. I'm yeah. Harold Richards. So glad you're here. And they said, you don't remember us, do you? And I said, I am so sorry I don't. And they reminded me that they used to go, uh, they worked at the same the hospital mm -hmm. and used to go to church there. And um, I said, well, how neat. And God said, ask them what church they go to. I said, well, what church are you guys attending? Well, we left the Adventist church. So-and-so made us mad. There was some, some hurt somewhere back there. And I said, well, I want to encourage you to come back. Our church is changing. I'd like to encourage you to come back. And remember we said earlier that... Um, a little smile or anything, God right. can take that and multiply it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know what they said? They said, you know, we left the Adventist church. We went and attended this church and that church and this church and that church. None of them satisfied us. And we said, we're going to go back one more time to an Adventist church. And if no one talks to us, we're done with church. Wow. And guess who talked to them? Yeah. Guess who was off duty? Lord, I'm off duty. Yeah. I'm not. I'm so exhausted. Don't ask me to. I mean, I was so ashamed at what I what I had said. Yeah. And remembering the earlier uh, time that I had had talking to that lady, and again I reiterated, Lord, whenever you know, whatever you want. So now, before I go to church, and I I recommend this to everybody, mm-hmm. before I go to church, I said, Lord, may I said I would like you to direct my path. Right. Yeah. I want you have me talk to people you want me to talk to. Mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, when we go to church, and this happens with me all the time, I sit there and go, oh, I want to talk to them. I haven't talked to them for yeah. a while. And yeah. I'm looking up for my friends and, oh, I've got to talk to them. They mm-hmm. just did da, da, da. And I have it all planned and, and I go straight to them and I ignore visitors and everybody else. But when you have that prayer, mm-hmm. Lord, I want to talk to, it's interesting what pathway he'll take yeah. you on. I don't usually talk to any of my friends sure. because there's someone sitting by themselves that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. And he'll send me there. And again, just talking to someone, showing an interest in them, and so forth. God can take that and then make it go further. So anyway, but that's an example of taking advantage. As Brandon was saying, as a teacher, he he looked for those moments. And uh, we need to all be willing to go whatever direction the Lord wants us to go. Wow, yeah. I mean, we use the, this, because the thing is, you're, you're here just like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. But then we can actually, like, elaborate on that. Because that verse, it, the meaning is there, but when we actually kind of tell stories and put it to words, it means so much more than just kind of throwing the verse around, which is what we do quite often. Yeah. You want another story? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love this story. <laughs> well, this is a story that happened to my dad. <laughs> And my brother and sister and mom. I was married by then, so I'm not part of the story. But he had borrowed someone's camper, yeah. and they were going to go down to Mexico, down to, and I don't remember the name of the town, I'm sorry. But anyway, some someplace in Mexico. So they, they drove through America, they crossed the border, and now they're in Mexico driving. And as they're, as they're driving down the road, the sign for San Felipe <coughs> is off to the right. Now, they're not going to San Felipe. They're going down to Guaymas or something else. So they pass the San Felipe sign. And uh, the car starts acting up. And finally, the car dies. And they pull the camper over to the side of the road. They're at the beginning mm-hmm. of a vacation. Oh. And so it's like, oh, it's someone else's rig. And, you know, <laughs> no oh, you're it. just kind of. And so Why my dad I'm was off. really good with mechanics. And he kind of jimmied the car and got it going again and so they kept driving and it died fairly quickly again mm-hmm. and so my dad said that's it we got to go home mm-hmm. there's no way i'm going to drive this vehicle on a whole vacation and having it dying yeah. and so he got it started they turned around and started heading back to the states and the car ran like a top oh. and they passed the san felipe sign mm-hmm. cars running great and then my dad stops the car and goes, you know, it's really going well right now. I think maybe we should just turn around and hope for the best. So they turn around 
Now they're driving back and the San Felipe signs on the right. They pass the San Felipe sign and the car dies. And my dad's going, maybe God wants us to go to San Felipe. <laughs> yeah, you know, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my hand keeps jerking this cord here. But anyway, and, uh, and so they got the car started. And they went back, and this time they took the San Felipe off ramp. Mm-hmm. And the car is running great, yeah. running great, running great. They go all the way to San Felipe. Mm-hmm. Now, this was not their original plan. Yeah. And they pull up on the beach. You can mm-hmm. drive right up on the beach, and there's people in dune buggies and everything. And uh, my dad gets out of the car, and, oh, they're all sore and tired, you know. Yeah. And he gets out of the car, and someone says, Harold Richards? And it was a, an old friend of my dad's who went to college. And my dad started talking with him. He left the church, discouraged. Yeah. My dad worked with him. And uh, and a little while later, he, later he found the Lord and came back wow. to the church. And so my, my question is, does God reach into your life and say, Hey, Oliver, I want you to do this. And yeah. Oliver says, no way (laughs) you know that's not happening i think he does Mm -hmm, and so i think we need to have our ear to the ground Mm -hmm. i i think we need to be sensitive to when god and i call it that little nudge Mm -hmm. when god gives you that little nudge and and you're at church or you're somewhere and then god says talk to that person yeah someone's alone you walk over you introduce your name give your name talk to him how you doing how you you know um, if we do that, then we're doing God's work. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't know what happened to that lady I talked to in that restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened yeah. to those people I talked to at the church that said they'd never yeah. come back unless someone talked to them. They don't live here. They live somewhere else. But I think that God's ministry is a ministry yeah. of a lot of people working together. Yeah. And that, that opening mm-hmm. maybe yeah. opened another thing and went back and talked to Elder so-and-so yeah. who's retired. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. yeah. But I think we all need to be wet, ready and willing to do God's work. Yeah. And we need to be sensitive to God's little nudge. Because yeah. I'll tell you, that, that nudge in that restaurant was not a nudge. It was a hitting me in the head and yeah. saying, talk to that lady you don't even know. Mm-hmm. It really was, I've never had that before. It was wow. just really powerful. Yeah. And so um, anyway, I've, I've learned a lot from that. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like somebody plants a seed and another person waters it. Right. Then God makes it grow. Yeah. And we, we may never see the full. You know, in heaven, he'll say, hey, yeah. this is that lady yeah. Yeah. that you pulled aside at work yeah. and started talking to and showed an interest in. You know, you never know. Yeah, you, never you just know. never know. So I have a, sim- I have a story. It's, it's so far-fetched. I mean, I can't believe it even happened. Um, so Journey to the Cross right. was occurring. Powerful ministry. Right? Very powerful. Yeah. Uh, well, it brings in a lot of different people from different places, oh, yeah. right? Um, at the end, everybody had kind of, you know, left. Right. And Key and I are, are heading out. We go to our car. We're in our car. We're going to go home, which mm-hmm. is really not far away. <laughs> um, and we see this this car that's literally they had passed the stop sign and gone to the right and then just pulled over to the side of the road. And Key was like, what's going on with the car? And I was yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're having some engine problems. She was like, well, we should go check it out. Yeah. I wasn't even hearing a calling at that, but yeah. my wife was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, all right, let's let's mm-hmm. see what's going on. And so we pull up, and he's like, my engine just stopped. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm having problems. 
die, battery died. Well, we didn't have jumper cables. So I go back to the church and I ask, does anyone here have jumper cables, right? Now, a little piece of the story, he had been invited by some random church member from a different church. He didn't really know that person that well, right? right? Anyway, I go back into the church and this lady's like, I have jumper cables. Let me go, let me go get them right now. And so she got the jumper cable. She came with us mm-hmm. and she hands them to the guy and he's like, wait a minute. I recognize you. And she was like, I recognize you too. And and he was like, you invited me to the journey to the cross. And she was like, that's right, I did. Did you enjoy it? Did you have a good time? I was like, yeah. And he, he was, and she was like, well, I invited you to come to our church sometime. And he was like, yeah, I still want to go to your church. And she was like, well, let me give you the information. Wow. And so here, I mean, we, we literally were just standing there. Yeah. And, and we were at a loss for words yeah. because yeah. it was... It was one thing yeah. after another, and, and you bring up that multiple people coming together. Yeah. And I think to myself, if we hadn't done that, yeah. I think there God still go. would have found another person. Oh, yeah, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but if we hadn't, who knows if that would have yeah. occurred. But how exciting to be on the team. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but how incredible, again, yeah. two random people come together, and she was the one who had invited him, and wow. invited him there, and he had only seen her one time. And so he's like, yeah, I want to come back to your church. And having that interaction, I was like, wow, it blew my mind. Yeah. And I was like, that is proof in a higher power. Yeah. That is proof in the loving God. I don't know what else is. Well, you know, just something, something interesting random happen. that you just pointed out when you said, what if? You said, what if you hadn't done it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the, the movie they made based off Lee Strobel's life, The Case for Christ movie, one of the characters is sitting with Leslie, who's Lee's wife, and she's just like distraught. Because she's like, what if I can't get my husband to be convinced that, that Christianity is true? And they're yeah. sitting on this bench, and she said these words. She said, there is no what if with God. No. There never is a what if exactly. with God. And that, that's always stuff exactly. with me. Because, sure, you, you could think, what if I did it, but you did. Yeah. And maybe if you did it, maybe God would have done something else. But there is no what if. No. no. <laughs> he knows the end from the beginning. He already knew you were going to do that. And, and that's that's where I, I felt blessed. Because I was yeah. like, wow, to be a mm-hmm. part of something. That's right. So mm-hmm. Amazing, and and it's not just that. I mean, the journey to the cross. There were hundreds and hundreds of people that were there, and that's mm-hmm. where I start. I like to do the kind do of the math. The, the one out of five hundred. You know, yeah. And it was just when I thought about it, the more I thought about it, I was mm-hmm. like, "There's no way you could wow. plan for this. Yeah, no way, no way." Now, Peyton, do you know what the most difficult text in the Bible is for me? Mm. I get red in the face. I get embarrassed. I think it's the worst text in the Bible. And here it is. No, well, the worst text for me. The worst text in I'm sorry. But, and I don't even know where it is. But it says, if you don't witness for me, the rocks will cry out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I'm a better witness than a rock. I mean, really. Yeah. And, and it kind of shames me a little bit, yeah. right? It really does. I'll make the rocks cry out. And I'm thinking, man, why don't we want to proclaim our Heavenly Father that's done so much yeah. for us? You know, it gives us eternal life. And, yeah. And uh, has has provided a way for a happy, successful life. God's way is the best way. But that text, when I think about that text, I go, okay, I'll do it. I'll witness yeah. for you. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, whoever listens to this yeah. wants to be a better witness than a rock is. Because, I mean, I, <laughs> that's not much competition, i got to tell you. Right. Anyway, but every time I hear about that text, it just right. makes me squirm. Right. Because I'm going, yeah, think of those times that you got that little nudge and yeah. you were just too busy. 
Yeah. You know, and I got to say one real quick thing about jumper cables. I know this is random, (laughs) but with the newer vehicles, you don't ever want to jump somebody else's car because it scrambles your whole whole computer system. It can cause you thousands of dollars Mm. to replace all those computer chips. and And now, of course, the person with the junk car that you started, they're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> but your electronics are roasted. And wow. so I don't, you know, just call AAA and they're set up for it. But I would not use jumper cables. <laughs> I hate to say that. Um, well, and if I'm stranded, I'll call AAA. Too, so, so anyway. <laughs> anyway, just a comment about jumper cables. <laughs> little PSA there. Yeah. yeah. I'll, wow. keep, I'll be sure to keep that in mind when yeah. I start driving. But, well, if you have a junk car, it doesn't matter. But if you have something yeah. nice, yeah. it'll fry your... I read about that, and I was horrified. And I actually know of a person that happened to. Oh, wow. And they said, okay, it's going to be $13,000. And he says, well, I just jumped another car. Yeah, but what happened was there was a reverse charge mm-hmm. or whatever, and it fried your computer system. So yeah. just a little heads up. Oh, wow. That. <laughs> that's that's right. good. No. Yeah, this has been an awesome... Awesome discussion. That I was always, a great point to end on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah jumper <laughs> cables. Very random. But I always enjoy hearing stories mm-hmm. from anybody, especially the elders who have so much knowledge and have so much experience. It's always a fun thing to do. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening to Story Time with the Richards. <laughs> um, but seriously, thanks so much for listening, yeah. guys. We really do appreciate it. And thanks so much to the Richards for being yeah, on. Thank here. you for joining us. This is real fun. Yeah. Thanks for having Brandon me. and Harold. Brandon and Harold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Fate Talk. Check us out on all of our socials. That'll be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and all of the above. We also are on YouTube. And subscribe to all our channels, you know, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, things like that. And be sure to check out our merch store. It not only supports us, but it helps us bring you higher quality content. Yeah, and remember, we got a weekly word on Wednesday every week on Get This Wednesday. And episodes come out first of the month. Thanks so much for watching. Hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. God bless.